A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So my senior year in college, one of my brothers, Craig, who got his bachelor's in arts degree in, um, from Boston College in English, said he wanted to go see a film based on the Jane Austen book named Emma. Nothing about that sounded even remotely interesting or enjoyable to me. And then when he explained that it was the movie Clueless, which I had seen trailers for on television, I was even less inclined. It just did not seem like my thing. But I have to confess, he talked me into it, and it became one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Yeah. <laughs> I know a few weeks ago I shared one of my favorite TV shows being Beverly Hills 90210, so I guess tonight is like the follow-up and things Father Ginger should probably never reveal about himself. I mean, why is Clueless so great was another lengthy discussion that the Focus Missionaries and I had after one of the Newman Nights a few weeks ago. See what happens when you don't come to a Newman Night? Anyway, um, they were all talking about, because I guess this was discussed among Focus Missionaries that a few years ago we had a snow day and I said, oh, we're going to watch the Father Jim pick. And I put it on, and no one else seemed to enjoy it. Everyone was, like, making fun of me, and then it's kind of gone, like, among the missionaries about, like, this being one of Father Jim's favorite films. Anyway, as the main character would say, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Clueless is hysterical. If you don't agree with me, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Especially when you went to school with people that it was imitating. Watching the two main characters, Cher and Dion, who were named on purpose after famous singers from the past who now do infomercials, as they deal with all the major crises of their lives, totally being treated harshly by their teachers, having to argue their way to get higher grades, trying to get their driver's licenses, being so stressed by these intrusive things called classes that they can only make sense of their lives by going to the mall. Well, eventually, Cher becomes interested in this guy named Josh, how they're like family but not related. I'm not even going to try to explain that. But anyway, she realizes that the reason he's never shown any interest in her is because she seems so self-absorbed, so self-focused, so self-centered. 
And when her father even points out to her that she seems like she has no direction to her life, she argues, I have direction. And he's like, yeah, towards the mall and calls her a superficial space cadet. So he's not really interested in her at that time. A little later, they get into this fight. Cher and Josh get into this argument. And he points out that she does nothing charitable. And she responds, excuse me, I've don donated many expensive Italian outfits to my friend Lucy. And as soon as I get my license, I fully intend to break for animals. And I've contributed many hours to helping two lonely teachers find romance. And Josh responds, which it serves your interests more than theirs. You know, if I ever saw you doing something that wasn't 90% selfish, I'd die of shock. Like I said, it's a great movie. Anyway, I don't know if Jesus were speaking his parables to us today and was looking for an example, if he would use Cher and Josh as an example. But that movie and today's gospel are kind of similar because they ask a similar question. Is it all about us? Are we totally self-focused? and self-involved. Because when that happens, it affects everything. We can get so stuck on ourselves that even our prayer can become focused on us. I mean, look at this guy in tonight's gospel reading. The Pharisee's at prayer, and he says, oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I pay my tithes on my whole income. I can almost hear a sheriff saying, I would totally break for animals. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what the man in this gospel has done. Not being greedy or dishonest, those are good things. And Jesus would totally be on board with avoiding adultery. And fasting and tithing, those are good spiritual practices. But the thing is, the guy in the gospel seems to be praising and worshiping himself rather than God. He uses the word I four times, and God's name is uttered only once in the whole prayer. Because he's doing everything, he sounds like he doesn't even need God, or prayer for that matter. Prayer is just his way of bragging about himself. He keeps saying, I do this, I do that, and, and saying and believing that he is the active one in this relationship. God is the afterthought. He's just making sure God noticed. And we hear the complete opposite from the tax collector. He never uses the word I. He can't even raise his eyes to heaven. Instead, his prayer is, is simple. It's humble. It's, it's honest. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The tax collector knows that his life is a mess. He knows he's made mistakes. He's cheated people. He's been rejected by his own people for aligning himself with the Romans rather than his fellow Jews. So he's all on his own. And he knows he needs mercy. He needs forgiveness. He needs God. And he knows that the only way things are going to change in his life is by God showing him mercy, by God working in his life, by the tax collector letting God be God and letting him into his heart and soul. That's the only way things can change for him that all of us have chosen to be here tonight is, is a great thing. But there is a temptation for us to congratulate ourselves because we know that we're missing a great number of people from our campus that we wish were here. And we can either stay in that mindset there and be proud of ourselves for being here and not like those who aren't, or you and I could be like the tax collector and just look into our hearts and be honest with ourselves 
and with God. And we can ask ourselves some difficult questions. What changes do we need to make in our own lives? How are some of our desires out of whack? What are our limitations? Unlike the Pharisee, we don't have to compare ourselves to others. God sees the empty spaces that we need him to fill. God knows the sins that we carry that that need his mercy. So instead of congratulating ourselves for being here, we can just be grateful to have the opportunity to be here. Grateful to let God be God and to let him do his work in our very lives. By our sharing in this Eucharist, who knows what work God might be able to accomplish. We might find ourselves being less critical, giving someone the benefit of the doubt, letting God be the judge of things instead of us, and not just forgiving, but forgetting our past mistakes as well as the offenses made by others. The possibilities are are endless. Towards the end of Clueless, Cher realizes that if she's ever going to be able to have a relationship with Josh, she needs to change. So she starts doing all these good deeds like organizing a a Pismo Beach disaster relief drive, going to support some guy in a skateboard competition who she used to make fun of, among a whole bunch of other things. And the transformation works. Josh begins to see Cher is actually beautiful, not just on the outside, but the inside as well. And they end up as boyfriend and girlfriend, and that's where the movie ends. Sorry, no spoiler alert. Anyway, (laughs) when it comes to our lives, we need to change too. And when it comes to things like prayer and our relationship with God, Jesus calls us not to be clueless. See where I was going? Um, The Pharisee is too pleased with himself and all that he's accomplished to recognize anything that needed redemption, that his life needed to be transformed. And so he leaves that temple no different than when he came in. But the gospel says that the tax collector went home justified meaning he was back in right relationship with God. Something had changed in that temple, in that prayer. He did. So the choice is ours. Which of the two characters do we pattern our prayer after? Do we need, do we desire, do we know it's God who can ultimately change us? Will we let him?